us feel hope and strength and encouragement during this time. You know, when we're worshiping, as we're worshiping Him, you feel encouraged. You feel strengthened. Your hope is renewed. Even if the circumstances in your life may not be as encouraging or may be scary, getting in His presence changes everything. Now, it may not change your circumstances at the time, but it changes your perspective because you begin to see Him for who He is and you begin to see your problems in the correct perspective. Then you receive peace. Then you can listen to Him. And the Bible says, He says, if you lack wisdom, He'll give it to you. All you have to do is ask. But you want to be able to receive that wisdom in a place of peace and not a place of stress or anxiety. Because when your soul is in a place of anxiety, you're not going to be able to respond, but you're going to be in reactionary mode. You know what I mean? You're going to be reacting out of fear or out of whatever's going on. But when we can get that peace that passes all understanding, which he promises to us, then you can hear what he's telling you to do, and then you can respond and, and move in a direction that he's telling you to move. And then your circumstances can, and many times do change. How many of you guys realize that we're in the last days? Anybody believe that? Do you really believe it or is it just a good thing to say? You know, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says, The end of all things is near, therefore. The end of all things is near, therefore. Anybody ever heard of blood moons? Anybody ever heard the word rapture? Antichrist, the beast, the mark, all that stuff. Anybody ever heard of that stuff? It's a little scary sometimes, doesn't it? And we think, what are we supposed to do? The blood moons are lining up. The end is coming. They're going to let off these kind of bombs. There's going to be all this crazy stuff going on. So what do I do? What do I do? First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, because the end of all things is near, that's why the therefore is therefore. He's about to give us instruction as to what we should be doing. Remember about a year and a half ago, or probably two years now, I felt like the Lord showed me this is what I'm supposed to be doing because the time is drawing close. And how many of you know when this was written, it was about 2,000 years ago, and at that time, Peter was saying, the end is near. So how many of you realize that the end is more near? He says, the end of all things is near, therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. So because it's, everything's getting close, first thing we need to be doing is praying. That means spending time with him so your perspective can change. See, too many of you are spending too much time with CNN and Fox News and hearing everything about what ISIS is doing and how the, all the stuff that's going on and you're getting so fixated, you're watching YouTube videos of all this end time stuff and all these conspiracies and how everything's going to fall apart. 
how the economy is going to crash. And you're getting full of anxiety. Where the word says, the end is near, therefore pray. That means spend time with him. And then check this out. And it says, above all. So it says the prayer, but then it says, above all. Keep fervent in your love for one another. So what am I supposed to do to prepare for end times? Pray and keep fervent in your love for one another. What is our tendency going to be if I'm so fixated on things that's causing me, be, me to be fearful? I'm going to be self-consumed. I'm not going to be concerned about you. I'm going to be concerned about me. But it says, above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sin. Then it says, be hospitable to one another without complaint. And as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace, manifold grace of God. So check this out. The end of all things is near. Here's our instruction. Pray, be fervent in our love for one another, and be hospitable without grumbling, complaining, and serve each other with our gifts. Does it say anything in there about storing up food? Does it say anything about building bunkers and hiding? But many people are doing that. If the Lord tells you specifically to do either of those things or whatever, then you do that. But many people are doing those things based out of fear. Based out of, oh no, everything's going to fall apart. I got to do something. People are spending tens of thousands of dollars on stuff. Some of these things are good ideas. But if the Lord isn't in it, if he's not telling you to do it, then you're just wasting money. And you're wasting time. And you're not even doing what he's telling you to do. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Gathering together, Jesus commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the promise the Father had promised, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, Lord, is at, at this time, excuse me, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? What were they fixated on? In times, is this it? Is this a time when you're going to do what you promised to do, what the word says you're going to do? And here was Jesus' response. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times of the epochs with the, which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but. In other words, he said, the promise of the Father is coming. And they said, is this when you're going to restore your kingdom? And see, that's what we're, a lot of people are consumed with. The end times. Is the rapture going to happen now? Is Jesus coming back to build his kingdom? And when he told his disciples there, he said, it is not for you to know the times or epochs, or however you say that word, which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So you can speak in tongues. 
That's not what he says right there. Now, when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence is speaking in tongues. One of the evidence is speaking in tongues, but that's not what he's talking about. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you so that you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the earth. So what were the disciples concerned with and what was Jesus concerned with? The disciples were concerned with when Jesus was going to bring his kingdom, the end times. Jesus was concerned with them establishing his kingdom by sharing the gospel. Sharing the good news, telling people about Jesus, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the remotest parts of the world. Hebrews 12, excuse me, Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Can God be trusted? Can God be trusted? For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts and love, excuse me, acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So right there he's saying we need to be hospitable. We need to get together to encourage one another to love and good works. We need to be fervent in our love for one another. We need to be sharing the gospel with people. Why am I sharing this? Because I couldn't think of anything else to say this morning. This has been burning in my heart because I believe too many people particularly Christians, are consumed and concerned about the wrong things. I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about the end times. I can't wait for him to come and do his thing. But instead of us trying to figure out how it's going to play out, because that's what we're doing, we're trying to figure out how it's going to play out, and we're betting our lives on how it's going to play out. And I believe most, if not all of us, are going to be wrong. We're going to be wrong in how it's going to play out. People throughout history have always been wrong, but they thought they had it figured out. The smartest brains on the planet, the scribes and the Pharisees, the guys that had the law, they had it all figured out. And when Jesus came, not only did they miss him, they killed him. But they thought they had it all figured out. And so my encouragement for you is we are in the end times. A lot of things are happening. A lot of things will happen. We don't know how it's going to play out. But we need to be about our Father's business. And the best way to prepare is to do what he says to do. Matthew 6, 25, for this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink or for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. 
But if God so closes, clothes the grass of the field, which, he, which is alive today and tomorrow, thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry then saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek these things. For your heavenly father knows that you need these things. He knows that we need these things. But here's the kicker right here. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, as a pastor, I think about these things quite a bit, or I have been. Lord, what is it that you're telling us to do? Shall we buy supplies of food? And here's what he's told me for now. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 10. Acts 1, verse 4 through 8. Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Hebrews chapter 10. We need to be alert to pray, but above all, be fervent. Remain fervent in our love for one another. Be hospitable without grumbling. And serve each other with our gifts. Share the gospel. Share the gospel. Because what we've experienced today and what we get to experience as believers... There are many people who don't even have a clue about peace, about true peace outside of drugs or anything like that. They're afraid and they're dying and going to hell. The Bible says that the end time, in the end times, people's hearts will fail because of fear. Stress, heart attacks, heart disease at an all-time high. And he hasn't called us to be people, of, people that are afraid. Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith in the earth? I've talked to all our leaders, our, our elders, our ELT, and I've asked them, I said, guys, is the Holy Spirit telling you anything about storing food or anything like that? It wasn't just a, it was a serious question. We're all landing on the same thing. Now, if he tells us to, you see, our desire, and I believe the best way you can prepare for the end times is to get as close to him as you can and learn to listen to his voice. For example, if you think it's a good idea to store up a month's worth of food, and the chaos lasts for six months, what are you going to do then? Or if you spend tens of thousands of dollars for bunkers and all this kind of stuff, all this preparation that makes sense, and then society collapses, people are starving, and people come and take it away from you, then what are you going to do? So you're putting your faith in that. You're putting your faith in the strength of man, the wisdom of man. But if I learn to listen to the one who knows how the future is going to play out, then guess what? I think I'm going to be a lot better off. 
You and I have the answer, and his name is Jesus. We have hope and encouragement and faith. And again, don't go away saying, our pastor told us not to do anything, not to store up food and that kind of thing. That's not what I said. If you heard me say that, then you weren't listening. What I said is listen to him and do what he says. And in the meantime, do what his word says. Be alert to pray. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. Be hospitable. And you all have gifts. God wants you to use those to serve one another. Amen.